Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. The Standing Brothers Show edition of episode 136, part two, because part one was a complete disaster. Uh, Jacob's uh, computer decided to go on the fritz and, f- and freak the frick out, and it had a major malfunction. There was smoke coming out of it. There was uh, children and women and children running, crying and screaming. There was no lifeboats to be had. It was a complete disaster. The, the, the Tower 7 came down. Uh, it was a whole, it was a Gulf of Tonkin. It was Pearl Harbor. It was January 6th, all wrapped in one. I, I, I'm, I, I think I have some PTSD from sitting all the way over here watching this whole thing unfold. I think I'm going to have nightmares, night tears. George and Truman, our two dogs, won't even look at me in the face anymore because they can see how disturbed I am. I don't think I can, I don't think I'll ever be able to play golf again. I'm, I'm hooked on painkillers now. My life has been turned inside out, upside down. What's up is up, and what's down is down. It's my life is in shambles. It's a mess. But anyway, we're back. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. We're doing this a day later because you no, know, Jacob's computer really did have a. Uh, it had a moment. My yesterday. computer decided to Jeffrey Epstein itself. There you go. And hang itself right in front of me. Um, guys, welcome back to the program. Welcome back to the episode. Episode one thirty six. I part do. two believe part two we got about 10 15 minutes into part one before my computer decided to um completely just um, self-destruct yeah kill itself um live on the air so that was pretty fun but um we're back a day later um after trouble after spending most of last night troubleshooting this stupid computer which has never just blanked on me um it like the whole system went dark, w- acted like it wanted to restart, but just ramped all the fans on the computer up to max. Graphics card, um, CPU. I felt like we're, I felt like we were uh, we were in the movie Twister. We were inside the mechanic yeah. shop in the little ditch there where they changed the oil. I, that's where I felt like I was. Yeah. So my first thought was, well, maybe this maybe the processor got too hot. Um, but then after you know running benchmarks and checking, no, the the the, the uh, CPU uh, pump is working just fine. The liquid cooler is still working. So okay, enough of that not nerdy stuff. Um, well, I don't know. The computer just went out. But anyway, we are back. Um, we we were gonna do the show yesterday until that happened. Uh, we had a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff planned, and we're still gonna do uh, everything that I want to talk about yesterday. Just just be it just won't be as um, I don't know timely. <laughs> As uh, as it would have been yesterday, but you know whatever. You know, it's whatever. What are you gonna do about it right now? What are you gonna do about it? But I think it's great also because uh, I don't know. I don't know if what you've been seeing has been going on in the Canada with the convoy of truckers. Um, uh, they for they forced the vote. There you go. They forced a vote, and now Quebec is pulling their vax tax. I did um, see that, yeah. Because of the trucker convoy. It said, well, because there was a lot of opposition to this. I'm like, well, yeah. You think a convoy, I, I, I've seen anywhere from like 40 to 70 miles long as mm-hmm. they go through Canada. And, and there's people on the side of the road, just random everyday Canadians, maple syrup drinking Canadians, all hockey loving folks just lining the sides of the roads, just praising yeah. these truckers for what they're doing. And 
<clears throat> these truckers, that they're the salt of the earth. We happen to know a trucker very well. They're salt of the earth people. They're good people. And to uh, put them, uh, to put their uh, job security at risk over whether or not they get a jab is a little. I, that's that's tyranny. I mean, it's, let's just call it what it is. It's well, tyranny. Well, let us let us not forget that at the, at the very very beginning of this whole pandemic, this was, we, we can also include you know frontline nurses and doctors in this as well. Um, that uh, you know y- you had these really really weird kind of cringy campaigns where we had to thank a first line you know a first line worker front line worker. a front a front line worker sorry um and, they, and how they stormed the beaches on d-day same right. thing um whenever there whenever these nurses weren't tiktoking um after 18 hour shifts without a break or getting anything to eat the first thing they do with their five five minutes of free time is do some stupid dance for the for the internet but regardless uh you know we were told by politicians and by um, influencers and celebrities that it's the everyday American that's going to get us through this, Joe. It's the, it's the nurses, it's the shopkeepers, it's the grocery store workers, it's the it's the truckers, it's the it's the um, industrial plant workers. These are the ones that are going to get us through all of this. And then fast forward two years from now, um, well, if you're a um, Canadian or an American truck driver and you refuse to undergo a medical procedure or you're a nurse or doctor who refuses to undergo a medical procedure, well, you're the reason why this is going on and you shouldn't be allowed to do your to do your job. Um, you know, this is not going to be hyperbolic. This is not going to be sarcastic. Um, whenever you um, take somebody's livelihood hostage, their ability to make money, provide for themselves and their families, um, that's an act of war. It's an act of violence. It's an act of war, um, from from any single one of these um, government officials in Canada or in the U.S. Um, if you're going to hold somebody's livelihoods hostage um, for 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 any reason, but especially a reason like like this, whenever there was no fault on the on the person's um, actions, but be based solely upon a medical decision, um, that shouldn't be the the business of a um, employer or the um, government—it's um, an act of war, and you know um, the 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 response should be according and should be fit for that. Um, and, and I think these uh, convoys are <clears throat> a brilliant, brilliant um, thing that we're seeing right now. It's and a good act of I, civil disobedience. I champion them on and protest. Um, I know I was watching. I think it was. Sunday night, I was watching uh, Michael Malice did one of his monthly live streams, and someone um, talked up. Someone asked him the question, and Michael, of course, is one hundred percent on on board with this. Wanted to cheer them on, and um, you know, he said that this is just some, this is some advice that he gave out. Um, a way to to help these truckers go on, a way to help um, continue this this message and this fight going on. He said, you don't have to do anything crazy. He's like, if you could find out, you know, if there's, if there's a, a prominent member of this or a prominent um, trucker involved in the convoy, send him 20 bucks. Say, hey, have dinner on me. You don't understand what that does to somebody. This, this, um, for a, a complete stranger to say, hey, I believe in what you're doing so much. And I know this is, you know, um, risky for you and your livelihood and your life. Um, so go have dinner on me, you know, but like keep going. Um, small things like that. I don't know anybody um, prominent of that, but you know, it's definitely something to think about if you wanted to continue um, supporting these people. 
And, and Trudeau, the the PM over there of the Canada, more well, like the BM. Yeah, he uh, he's cowering in fear because uh, he had said that people who refuse to get vaccinated are tend to be misogynistic and racist. It's like, well, if you're going to lump truck drivers into that, I mean, these are kind of the people that are responsible for putting the stuff on store shelves. Uh, without them, everything kind of comes to a grinding halt. But how halt. can you get away with saying something like that? It's, like, seriously. You want to talk about being irresponsible. Being irresponsible and, you know, defaming an entire um, sector of the workforce saying, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do what I say, then, you know, you're a racist. But it's also coercion, too. And, well, well, and, and how can that be okay? Did you see that thing that Lori Lightfoot <coughs> put on the, the the internet about get vaxxed? But it was in do- was like with dollars or a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was get vaxxed and it has in dollars. Like, how is that not coercion? Like when they said that, like, what was it? Uh, Shake Shack said if you get vaccinated, you get free fries. No, that was um, Bill De Blasio went on national TV with a Shake Shack burger and fries, and he's like, whenever you think about vaccination, think about cheeseburgers and fries. He's like, mm, he's oh, there were, there the, were uh, cheeseburgers. Was, was, it, was it Krispy Kreme or whatever? So you get a free donut. How is that? How is that allowed? How are you allowed to well, encourage someone to go under a medical procedure? Not not only that, but from what I said, um, there was actually a piece that I wrote about this um, a, a while back on my Substack. But I said, you know, if the vaccine was so life saving and the vaccine was so effective and so important to everybody take for that, everyone should take it. Um, you shouldn't have to be dishing out free free cheeseburgers. Um, there is a I know this is a fictional example, um, but people for some reason like to use this film as like, oh, well, we're living through this movie. There's a movie 2011's like Contagia. It's like a like a mockumentary about um, a pandemic that that goes across the entire globe kills you know millions of people um over the course of it but you know they 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 make this vaccine in a record time and it it it, it works it's the cure for it it saves the world well it, it does save the world in the film but like because there's such a because there's such a demand for it and because they can only make so much at a time they have to do a lottery system in the US so what they do is that they draw um, a number for each day of the year, and then if you're like, for instance, if you if they if the first number they they draw is like January seventh, then everyone born on January seventh is allowed to take the vaccine like day one. Then then day two, if let's say that's like June third, then everyone born on June third is allowed. They have to dish it. They have to d- d- divvy it up on like a lottery system because people are like. You know, willing willing to kill other people, and they show that for for the vaccine and for the cure in that movie. Um, you know, I, I didn't see Shake Shack going on national TV in that film. I know it's a fictional; it's not a very it's not a very good example. But you know, it does good to show that if this um, that that if the cartoonish of the um, virus that we're that we're told to believe um, were, were true, I, I I wouldn't see. Um, that sort of thing happening. And, you know, the best products always sell themselves. They don't need advertising. And I think this has, I think, think there's, you know, I'd be curious to see whenever this is all done, looking back years from now, the amount of money that went into advertising the, the a medical procedure. I wonder if where that would compare with some of the other like viral marketing campaigns, like for the iPhone or like for Coca-Cola or like any other, these giant marketing um, um, these giant marketed products. I wonder how that would even compare because 
it's got to be r ridiculous amount of government money that's been pumped into this. And then you're going to, you know, threaten somebody, someone's job because they didn't want to take it. I know that they're 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 trying to go to D.C. They want to go all the way, all the way to, to the White House. That's cool. Um, that that's because I know they were going from well they blocked this is zero hedge article they um they 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 blocked the U S Canadian border where um Alberta is and they were going to Alberta Bay yeah and they were going to Ottawa um I do know that they were heading west and they were wanting to um go down to um, DC, which would be really cool. You know, it, it would be something if you could have trucks all surrounding the White House. Um, you know, that that send the big message. Of course, the corporate press would take this as like January 6th, 2.0. Um, and then, you know, so they want to kill Biden or whatever. Um, but, you know, of course, I, you know, denounce that 100%. But like, can you blame some of these people for like feeling that way? Um, you've had a guy in this office who has um, emboldened um, governors and emboldened health experts to take these measures that have resulted in the decimation of, you know, millions of people's livelihoods and lives of the last two years. Um, you know, I, you almost don't feel bad for someone whenever that happens because, like, you've you've really been you've you poked the bear so long. Don't be mad whenever it bites you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have our endorsement, not that they needed it, but they have our endorsement 100%. for what they're doing. Um, well, this is also goes to, some, to say something that, you know, they're, they're not convoying against Ron DeSantis. They're not convoying against Christy Noem. They're not convoying against Brian Kemp. They're convoying against the, the blue Democrat leaders in this country and which is the equivalent that would be in Canada. You know, um, I, Dave Smith made this great point in his podcast where he said that, you know, the the Democrats used to be or supposedly were supposed to be the party of the working class. You know, to me, um, threatening someone's livelihood over a medical procedure, whether or not they've taken it, um, doesn't really seem to be pro, you know, union doesn't really seem to be pro working, pro worker, um, working class, just to me, um, which, you know, it definitely does go to show that, you know, they really never cared about those principles and they never really cared about, about, about that. They just had them in their pockets. Yeah. They, they took the labor union vote for granted for so long. Yes. Um, and I mean, maybe that's not all bad. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, you got anything else on that? No, man. So, so keep going. Convoy. There's a, there's a, there's a country, there's a trucker country. Look, there's a weird genre of music out there called trucker country. It's, it is bizarre, man. Um, but there's a song convoy. Keep it rolling guys. Um, I hope to see more of this and maybe this might be, um, <clears throat> but here's the thing that the thing about, um, here in America, I know there's there's a lot of people saying you know conservatives are a bunch of a bunch of um, pansies because they haven't r risen up and done this. But the thing is, is that you know most of most of rural America, which is where most of truckers you know tend to live, haven't really had much of any reason to go out and um, do this. You know, maybe if their companies are um, making them you know take take the vaccine or whatever but that's not 
that's a little different than if you're if, if you're governor or if the, the president of the United States is. So you know, I I get there's the argument of hey hey so we're being showed up we're being out freedomed or we're being out libertyed by the Canadians and their their um, plight against their state. Um, but keep in mind though that Canada is a lot different with their COVID. Like they're basically still living in you know. April, April, May, 2020. Like there was never a reopening for them, um, for for the for the most part. They're still pretty heavily locked down for a lot of the sectors there. Um, so you know there hasn't really been a, been much of a need for truckers to or or just anybody um, in most of the rural red parts of America to go rise up because it's like you know if the trucking union in Florida. Who are they? Who the are they? Yeah, who are they riding? You know, like, so who are they rising up against? Who are they convoying against? I well, mean, maybe it's just solidarity. But no, 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 what I'm saying though is that like there's there's clear gripes in Canada right now yeah. with the prime minister, with the other um, ministers in the different um, the provinces of Canada. But like, there's there's really no reason for you know a trucking union, a trucking company in Florida or Georgia to. To, to, to convoy just to get to Biden, you know, but like Biden doesn't really have as much influence over um, over our lives. And, you know, every single federal um, policy is now is now falling apart. It's all collapsing in front of them. Um, you know, OSHA had to pull back on the, the, the vaccine requirement. The Supreme Court shot it down. So, I mean, it, 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 it is completely over, you know, the whole deal about how you'll be forced to take the vaccine. Um, it's all over, and I don't see how they're ever going to pass a, a a tax bill where if you're unvaccinated, it's going to tax you more. I just, I just don't see how that's ever possible, and that's mainly due to the fact that the science does not back any of that up. You know, you can you, you can be pro, you know, COVID vaccine. That's fine, whatever position to take, but you know, to say you're taking it to protect other people, um, that's just not true. So as far as you know you know asking for vaccination to enter a restaurant or to enter or to, or to even enter a country um it's completely anti-science you know you're not stopping any spread if you can continue to transmit contract and get sick even after vaccination so that there's no you know it's the uh, the uh, jig is up. If your government is not, you know, rescinding all these orders because the science has now shown us that there's no reason to have these, you know, proofs of vaccination, then, 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 yeah, more actions like this need to happen. You know, there needs to be more convoys. I encourage them all to head down to head down to D.C. You know, so what a sight would that be if you could shut down most of downtown D.C. with a bunch of like eighteen wheelers or going to New York. Or going to New York, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's you had an argument before we figured out that you could still spread it, which you know, um, there was never any data to back up that you couldn't not spread it. They just assumed that you could spread it. Um, you know, I still use the same argument, even even back before we had concrete evidence that we knew that you could still transmit this thing. Um, even after vaccination, I I always said that you know, um, no one no no one no one vaccinates their kids from polio, um, to protect other other kids at school. Like what? <laughs> you know, there's no one, 
No one takes the flu shot to uh, protect other people. No, no, it's not. What? No, you don't. You don't take the polio vaccine so you don't give polio to someone else. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, this is first. This is this is stuff that I could you know easily find out of a simple Google search. Um, but it's not. But beyond that, it's just common freaking sense. Um, you and you know, as far as um, breakthrough breakthrough cases go, you don't see a lot of many um, polio breakthrough cases. <laughs> Maybe because the polio vaccine is you know um, effective and works the way it's intended to work. Um, and they don't have to, um, be shady about it and they don't have to force you to take it to work at a, to work at your job or to, um, enter a country. So, you know, there's always that, but, uh, yeah, the keep it going boys, keep it rolling, keep it going. Um, if there's anybody out there who, um, is prominent, um, you know, be sure to get the, get your, your information out so there'll be a way to go and support you because i think there are people who seriously do want to figure out how to you know support these people and keep and keep this thing moving because you know if, if you can shut down borders and you can um surround um houses of government you know that's a very effective message and it, it sends you know it, it's you're you're to perfect action of of a peaceful protesting while also showing a little bit of intimidation towards people in power which there's not enough of nowadays yeah we'll uh we'll we'll, we will keep this on the uh on the back burner keep it we'll we will uh monitor it we'll monitor it yeah all right so let's uh let's switch gears a little bit so i i know i've talked about this a lot uh, in the past few weeks, past month or so, but I think this this story is vitally important right now, um, almost as important as the COVID stuff is, uh, because we are constantly having the wool pulled over our eyes. The veil is is uh, uh, in 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 our clear view of sight of what's of what's actually going on in the world. Um, and we're gonna kind of react to a video that I uh, share with Jacob, and we're gonna watch it. And we're gonna. Uh, critique it and give uh, the 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 real perspective instead of the neoconservative neo uh, liberal perspective of what's going on with Russia Ukraine. Um, now this is someone that Jacob and I used to admire. I have a lot of his books. I have a few of his books that are signed. Uh, so you, yep. Um, he he is uh, unfortunately he is highly influential influential in the so called conservative movement, um, and it's. It's uh, it's interesting to see the contrast between someone like Mark Levin and Tucker Carlson, who are kind of in the same. They influence the same people. They influence the same people, but Mark Levin is is definitely a true and through and through neoconservative. Right? There's never been a war that he has not wanted someone else to fight. It's kind of what with neoconservatism, uh, like the David Frums and the Max Boots boils down to. Uh, Tucker Carlson has an has the, the direct opposite view, but yet. The same people who listen to Tucker listen to Levin. The same people who listen to Levin listen to Tucker. So it's it's weird how these two things can exist at the same time. But anyway, so this is Mark explaining on explaining on what's going on with Russia Ukraine and how we're being led or how uh, what America's I guess involvement should be. So take it away, Jacob. If you're Russia, put aside your American patriotism for a second. Just play this thought out, this thinking with me. You're Russia, you're China, you're Iran, and so forth. 
Don't you see this as an opportunity? Don't you say to yourself, my God, look at the good fortune we have here. Particularly if you've analyzed what took place in Afghanistan. Particularly if you analyze what they're doing with, a, with Iran bending over backwards while that regime is moving full, sport, uh, full speed ahead towards nukes. You're saying to yourselves, what, what a good fortune. If we don't act now during this guy's presidency, while that dope is Secretary of State and the other dope is Secretary of Defense and these generals are as weak as generals you've ever seen, we're going to miss our window of opportunity. That's what I worry about. That's what I worry about. I don't think these wars are concocted by, you know, defense contractors. You hear people talk about that, or this is a blame America situation where you hear so-called conservatives, really pseudo-conservatives who sound like the left. Oh, it's America's fault. You know, people who love Russia or love China who are paid off by China. No. America hasn't done a damn thing to deserve any of this, except we've installed a president who's incapable of defending us. All right, so let's take a look at this from NBC Today. All right, so pause it real quick. Um, you know, he's, when, he's, when he talks about uh, Biden and Blinken and all these generals being dopes, well, yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, Afghanistan was a huge debacle. It was, a, it was a right thing to do, but it was executed so poorly. Um, but yet he still somehow expects these the same people that we have to trust to defend us against China and Russia. And the whole Ukraine thing, I have yet to see any evidence. I have yet to see the receipts on what they're actually doing. He says uh, the U.S. negotiators are bending over backwards to give Iran whatever they want. I have yet to see that either. Because every time that I go online and see what the actions are between the two sides, it's Iran saying, well... Uh, loosen up on the sanctions and the Americans saying no. So how have they been over backwards? Where is this happening? Um, yeah, he was, of course, he was against the JCPOA, the uh, uh, Iran nuclear agreement under the Obama administration because they gave the, the, the Iranians pallets of cash. Well, if you look into it for like two seconds, you'd realize that that money was uh, impounded in the Carter administration for decades gaining interest in some Swiss bank account. And when they signed the agreement, they released some sanctions, and voila, there's the money. Yeah. It wasn't like Obama cut him a check. That's not what happened. Um, but, you know, I can agree with him on the, you know, the so-called, the people in charge being dopes. The yeah. thing that I, the thing that I just, I almost lose it is, <clears throat> you know, whenever he says that um, all these pseudo-conservatives that are not on board... I'm paraphrasing when he said, but yeah, if you're not if you're not on board with this um, aggression towards Russia, then you're a pseudo conservative, and you're blaming America. <clears throat> um, you know, Tucker Carlson. We're not going to play that video, but you know, is is Tucker, is Tucker Carlson a pseudo conservative because he doesn't want to go to war? Um, and you know, he said that these these guys sound like the left. Okay, Mark. What if the left is is right? Just 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 kicks and giggles for here. a moment. For a moment, consider the fact that maybe the left might be right on war. Because, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Because because most most honest progressives out there are right on the wars, one hundred percent right on the wars. Um, they have been since the beginning, and they're still right now. So just because someone has someone's is not a conservative. 
or they may be liberal or progressive. Like, well, um, you know, a progressive is, is against the actions in Iraq. They're against the actions in Russia. Therefore, by default, I have to be for them. We, we, because, we, because, yo, we cannot sound like the left, okay? We can't sound like the left. We can't sound like, we can't sound like a liberal, Joe. Well, you, do you know who sounds just like the left right now? Is Mark. Because who are the ones giving into all the Russia hysteria? It's the left. Yeah. It's Rachel Maddow. It's Don Lemon. It's Jake Tapper. It's Jen Psaki. It's all these folks. All the people that complained about the Trump-Russia collusion so-called scandal. They're all the ones saying this about Russia right now with Ukraine. So if anyone sounds like the left, it's Mark. So attack the right from the right. Mark, you sound like Rachel Maddow. You sound a little cuckoo. Okay? Uh, So let when he says they're getting paid off by Russia, yeah, I'm sure Tucker Carlson's getting paid directly. He gets the RT check, Joe, every single week. I know, but anyway, continue. Go. This morning, the dangerous and escalating actions of Vladimir Putin along Ukraine's border could send thousands of American troops overseas. 8,500 U.S. soldiers and service members are now on heightened alert ready to be sent to Europe to join a NATO response force. Let me just add that that's true. And uh, there's about 60,000 American troops uh, in Europe. There used to be many more, uh, mostly in Germany, uh, who are also on heightened alert. Not to go to war directly with the Russians, but I told you about these NATO countries that are on the border, and the fear is the Russians will cut through Ukraine. Just and then like NATO? start gobbling up little pieces of these other <laughs> Just countries. Like and saying, Just oh, like NATO. Just like This was always Russian. This was always Russian. This was always Russian. That's the fear now. Go ahead. No final decision has been made to deploy them. But President Biden did commit publicly to make U.S. troops available if the 30-nation NATO alliance needs more military help. Well, we're going to fortify our NATO allies. Monday, in the Situation Room, he met by video conference with eight European leaders. Last week, the president said there were differences among leaders, but now he claims they're in full agreement. I had a very, very, very good meeting, total unanimity with all the European leaders. Pressure is building as Putin defies demands to pull back. As U.S. officials say Russia continues to build up troops near Ukraine, the Russian Ministry of Defense releasing video of its forces preparing readiness checks. They have not only shown no signs of de-escalating, but they are in fact adding more force capability. A disturbing sign that pushed NATO to ask member nations to do more. Now welcome that allies are stepping up. The White House is putting the risks in stark terms. We have been very clear, and the president has been direct, that military action by (laughs) Russia could come at any any time. Vice President Harris traveling in Milwaukee with a warning for Putin. I can't tell you what he's going to do, but we are prepared to take decisive action if he moves in an aggressive manner into Ukraine. What do you think Putin's response is to his inner circle when he listens to her? Think he takes her seriously? Think he's worried about her? No, I don't think he's worried about her at all. I'll tell you, I'm also worried about NATO. Some of these countries are very weak, not just militarily, but in terms of... So, uh, as far as taking stuff seriously, Putin taking Kamala Harris seriously, uh, why are you taking uh, NBC seriously, Mark? Yeah, that's the left. 
Don't sound like the left, Mark. That's the left. You know, for 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 like four or five years, NBC, uh, MSNBC, and CNN all went on this huge rant for years about how Trump was connected to Russia, how he was Putin's puppet, the Russian collusion story, the Steele dossier. All of this was coming from the major corporation, the major corporate news. So if they were lying then about Russia, why are they telling the truth now about Russia? Why are you willing to take them at their word for it? This is the corporate press, Mark. These are the same people that lied about Trump that got him impeached over nonsense. And it's all, being, it's all been proven that it was nonsense. So why are you taking their word for it? Why are you trusting them to tell you the truth about what's going on with, with Russia and Ukraine? They say that Russia is amassing troops on the border. Okay, can we get some satellite images of where these troops are yeah. actually at? Or even if they are. How do we not know that as just a response to the massive troops we are putting on the border of Ukraine and Russia? You know, I mean, come on. This is I, I use the analogy all the time. It's like, why is Putin? You know, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. All we've done is just just pointed pointed missiles at his country, and he puts troops on the border. How could he do that? Oh, the humanity! This is an act of aggression. Absolutely. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's keep listening. Uh, so, the timing couldn't be worse for the United States, I'll tell you. How are, how, how are we affected Speaker by any of this? Honestly, keep playing. Pelosi and Leader Schumer asked the White House to set up in-person briefings on Ukraine for all members of the House and Senate, and plans for that are moving forward. Well, gee willikers. So, that's the situation. Uh, oh, is we it? We are now? not in the best... Is it the situation, really? We're just going to take their word for it? Idiot. Keep going. Position, we should be. Um, you have to look at uh, us facing at least a two-front situation with communist China and fascistic Russia, with Xi and Putin, who seem to get along swimmingly. Pause it. Uh, uh, why do you think that is, Mark? Honestly, why do you think that's the situation where uh, Xi and Putin are getting along together? Do you think it has anything to do with the NATO expansion of the last 30 years moving further east? you think it has anything to do with the Democrats and the progressives blaming Russia for installing a president, for stealing an election? Do you think that has anything to do with what's going on right now? The broken promises, moving troops around, sending military aid, guns, weapons, bombs, ammo to Ukraine, starting color revolutions in Ukraine, trying to do one in, in uh, Kazakhstan? Do you think it has anything to do with it? Honestly, what 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 the what the mainstream, the corporate press has been doing, what the political class, the elite class has been doing uh, for the last decade is push Russia closer to China. That's what they've done. If anything, Russia should be our ally. But instead of doing that, we still we spend the last six years blaming them for everything. So where else is he going to go? He's going to go to the next growing superpower in China and say, hey, the U.S. isn't being nice to me. The European Union isn't being nice to me. I've got NATO in my backyard, practically, with what's going on in Ukraine. They're trying to do it in Kazakhstan. Could you be my friend, Xi? Of course Xi would say yes. And of course Putin would go there. But Joe, Putin's a bad guy. So no matter what 
we do to him, he's always in the wrong. You know, I'm not going to play this game where people will say, well, poop, he's a killer, right? Well, he's a killer. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to say that he's good or bad. I'm just going to say, let's just not do that. Because this is what the CIA does and all this stuff. They, they, they prop about how evil these so-called dictators are, like Saddam Hussein all these people. So when they go on the media and say, well, Saddam Hussein kills women and children, it's like, you're like you better denounce him or else you're with the enemy. It's like, I'm not playing that game. Yeah, yeah. and we drone striked women and children not but a month or two ago, and not, a, not, not even a person got in trouble, let alone fired or was put up against the wall. So as far as, you know... The, oh, well, well, Putin's a murderer. You know, our country just drone-striked people in the Middle East. But, you know, so their lives don't matter because, because of the color of the skin and the fact that, you know, you know they're, not, they're not Western, okay? They don't have the same money as us. So they, it, it doesn't matter if, 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 if they go out and die. So he says fascistic Russia. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark, but have you looked in the mirror recently? I mean, conservatives will rail against uh, pharmaceutical companies and how they're and how they're all these all these politicians and Dr. Fauci and whatnot are all colluding with big pharma. Um, the same is true for defense contractors. Like you you want to talk about fascism, our the, the US government has been completely co opted by big pharma and and the big bomb makers and the the, def, the defense military industrial complex. Right? There's not a single senator congressperson that does not get a slice of that action because they spread out the whole defense, the, the military industrial complex is spread out between <laughs> all 50 states so everyone gets a piece of it. And these people and these companies lobby. So when he says the you know, uh, defense contractors don't gin up war, it, it's, it, it could be so, it could, be, it could not be farther from the truth. right? You, you don't amass this massive behemoth of a monstrosity that is the military industrial complex, and they say, well, hey, this isn't a problem. They don't start wars. Nothing to see here, right? Joseph, Joseph, wars, Joseph, defense contractors don't start wars, okay? Mark Levin said it. So when he says fascistic Russia, I'm sorry, Mark, but uh, the U.S. government has been completely co-opted by big corporations here in America, right? It's not a coincidence that the same, that the the, uh, pharmaceutical companies and uh, defense contractors, all these people are all tied to the government in a thousand different ways. That's that's not a coincidence. This isn't this isn't that big of a shock. And to me, it's a little disheartening to see someone defend these people like this. Like there's nothing to defend here. But Joe, stop hating America. It's not hating America. Stop hating the troops, Joe. This if you stop, Joe. If you, but, stop hating the troops. But if you listen to anything that Jacob and I are saying here, what people like us are saying. We're, we're, we're not criticizing the people that live in Kansas, the people that live in, in South Dakota, the, the everyday Americans who go to work every day, the soccer moms. No, we're talking about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. Uh, we're talking about all these folks, right? The, 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 the feckless and weak generals that he, liked, that he just demeaned. We're talking about those people, right? We're talking about the Madame Albrights. We're talking about all these folks, we're not, t- we're not blaming America. We're blaming these idiots. We're blaming the politicians and the generals that are in charge. They're the problem, not America. America's not got nothing to do with this. It's the political class that's got that's, that's doing everything wrong. So don't don't play this game, this stupid game. Well, you must just hate America. You hate no, America, that's Joe. such a straw man, stupid argument. You know, it's beneath Mark to say that because he's he's not a dumb guy, although he acts like it. 
It's a, it's it's a straw man. It's a straw man argument, and it's a weak argument. It's what it is, and it's beneath him for saying that. So let's continue. Think he's worried about her? No, I don't think he's worried about her at all. I'll tell you, I'm also worried about NATO. Some of these countries are very weak, not just militarily, but in terms of resolve. That's not our problem. Uh, so the timing couldn't be worse for the United States, I'll tell you. Go ahead. Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer asked the White House to set up in-person briefings on Ukraine for all members of the House and Senate, and plans for that are moving forward. Well, gee willikers. So that's the situation. Uh, we are not in the best position we should be. Um, you have to look at uh, us facing at least a two-front situation with communist China and fascistic Russia with Xi and Putin, who seem to get along swimmingly. Uh, our force structure is not what it needs to be. The Russians have been building up their military and their force structure, so have the communist Chinese, uh, in very significant ways. Uh, they're trained for war, war outside their own regional area. Uh, we have great troops, too, despite what's being done to them. But things are being done to them that should not be done to them. They should be focused 100% on fighting and winning wars. Uh, I just don't think we're focused properly. You look at Congress today. What are they focused on? Destroying Donald Trump? Why do you think they're so distracted, Mark? Why is that? Do you think it has anything to do with the messing around and the absolute irresponsible uh, foreign policy the last 30 years in, in the Middle East? What do we get out of Afghanistan? Honestly, what did we get out of that? What benefit did the U.S. have from being there? Nothing. Afghanistan, Afghanistan is going to go back to the way it was before we got there. A poor country. The mainstream, the corporate press won't, won't report on how the, the mass starvation is going on there because, well, it's a third world country. So no mention of that. What, what about Syria? They're now having to send, they're not having to send U.S. troops back into these countries in the Middle East to fight ISIS. Which the, which the U.S. military helped create, thanks to Obama and Hillary. So what do we gain out of that? Talk about being distracted. 30 years have been wasted building sandcastles in the Middle East. When, when, so you wonder why these people, you wonder why the military is distracted. Also, too, you got these woke generals, the Mark Millies, the, 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 the Lloyd Austins of the world, who are more focused on the woke agenda and, you know, making sure we root out racism and, and extremism, then we are focused on what's going on with the rest of the world, right? You see the, the, the military as they're running about how, well, they want, a, they want a more inclusive military. Well, if I was in charge of the military, I wouldn't want a more exclusive military. I would want the, bad, the most bad A people in the military. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think I would want women in the military from the standpoint of, if, if you're going to have a military, it's going to be used to kill and destroy things, not set up hospitals and build schools and basically be a humanitarian effort force. No, that's not what it is. To kill and destroy. And it should only be the, the baddest of bad people that get involved in this. I'm not saying like, like they're mentally bad, but just <laughs> like ruthless kind of folks. The kind of people that if you're going to send them into a, into a war zone, it better be for a reason. Like, I don't know, the life and liberty is, is actually at stake. Now, what... He says we couldn't be in a worse position, and these NATO countries are uh, very weak. Sorry, that's not our problem. Yeah. 
What was? So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm. I, he still has not made the argument on him. As as, as as I've said many times, if Putin rolls into Ukraine and annexes Ukraine, what the crap does that have to do and involve us? Why should an American? Why should a young man or woman have to die in the snow of Ukraine for the defending the freedom of the United States and? Um, even the even the even the the biggest neocons would have a hard time answering that question. Well, that could lead to someone else and someone else, and that could lead to the next. Well, no, well, next stop is Germany, and then it's France, and then it's no. That's not what we're talking about. Well, it seems to to people like Mark Levin and David Frum and Max Boot and all these folks is that the Cold War never ended, and this mm-hmm. is Vietnam all over again. Yep. It's the domino theory. Well, if Putin goes into Ukraine, then it's Belarus, then it's Kazakhstan, then it's France, then it's Germany, then it's Berlin, and then it's you know uh, London. And next thing you know, they're taking Quebec and they're moving into New York. Because that's the logical. You're speaking Russian in Miami. Because that's the logical conclusion here is that they're set on world domination. Yeah, we. Yeah, whatever, Mark. But all the people who are crying wolf (laughs) over this whole Russia-Ukraine thing, are they getting on a plane to go help and join the fight? Is Mark Levin, you know, getting up, getting his gear together to go over there and fight? Of course not. What what he's actually doing is what Lindsey Graham does. Says, well, we well we got to have a U.S. presence here, there, and wherever. Meanwhile, he will never do any of the fighting or dying. Mark Levin will do none of the fighting and dying. Uh, he will send other people in his place to go do it because he's that much of a coward. Because he won't do it himself. If it's that big of an issue, Mark, Lindsey Graham, Max Boot, David Frum, if it's that big of an issue, then you go do the fighting and dying. Don't ask somebody else to do it because that, that just proves how much of a coward you are. Because you won't do it yourself. You're a chicken hawk. You like, to, you like to get on your radio and behind your camera and talk so big and bad about how, well, the U.S. has got to do this, that, and the other to defend American freedom. Then where are you in all this, you fat schlob? Now, I can say that because I'm a fat schlob. <laughs> got a fat pass? I got a fat card. Fat pass. But, I mean, come on. This is, you could, you should, I'm not, again, we're, we're not for censorship here. But if you're going to call for these kinds of actions, then there should be a little... Maybe you should have to kind of put in a little effort too, not just say, or not just call people un-American who disagree with you. I think I think that's the biggest. That okay, the the you're un-American for not supporting X, Y, and Z cause is the left's equivalent of well, racist. you're racist, yeah, or you hate black people, or you hate women. Um, that it's the same thing. Um, if you don't support. If you don't support my intervention into a foreign nation, or if you, if you don't support the expansion of military, or if you're for cutting the uh, military budget. budget, then you're just simply, uh, you know, like um, un-American and you hate the troops and you want to blame America for everything. Um, you know, that's that is their everything is racist. So other argument. than other than the the old tired trope of the domino theory and the Vietnam all over again and the Cold War never ended. We haven't heard an, an actual explanation as to why the U.S. has to get involved, but there's we got like another minute or so, so let's let's keep going. Trump is a private citizen, destroying our separation of powers and our constitutional construct, devo- destroying our voting system, and spending more money and adding to inflation. Just like Donnie. How many floor debates have there been about what Russia is doing and what China is doing? Why should we have floor debates on that? How many deba- demands have there been that? 
the Biden administration reveal to Congress what they're negotiating uh, with the Iranian regime. Nothing. You hear nothing about this. It's really too damn bad. But we're going to keep an eye on this. But to me, this could become an extremely grave situation. Not because we did anything wrong. Not because defense contractors want war to make money. Not even because Joe Biden wants war. It's because our enemy sees that Joe Biden is weak, that he's done provocative things that motivate them, uh, and that the Democrats in Congress have harmed us too. As a footnote, I'll give you an example. Seven months ago, the United States Senate, on a bipartisan level, passed a bill to assist our companies that produce computer chips to produce more of them okay, and to expand their facilities. Whatever. Um, floor debates on what's going on. Dude, we had the court of public opinions enough. Like, we don't need a floor debate. We don't need these morons on Capitol Hill to have, to have a floor debate about what's going on. We can clearly see what's going on. So what's them having a floor debate actually going to do? Nothing. Because it's going to it's gonna get divided into partisanship. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mess. And it's going to be, you know, lackluster speeches of just talking points. So whatever. I, I would much rather them have floor debates about the COVID situation, something that really affects everyday Americans, not something that's going on 5,000 miles away. In a country that no one can identify on a right. map. I think it, it's like 85% of Americans cannot point to Ukraine on a map, but you know where they can point to? America on a map, because we're, we are dealing with, uh, was it Glenn Greenwald or Matt Taibbi? Taibbi? Taibbi. Taibbi. It was one of them that said that most of the military defense uh, budget is being spent to spy on Americans, right? The that whole, sounds something that like a Glenn Greenwald would say, yeah. The whole apparatus that was used to counter so-called counterterrorism is is now being turned inward, and all the defense contractors, the NSA, the DoD is now saying that the real problem in America is extremism, domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism. So all these folks who we paid and propped up to go fight these wars in the Middle East are now being used against American citizens. So, Mark, let me ask you this question. Do you trust these people to effectively adjudicate what is extremism and what's not? Because I can give you a hint. It's going to sway heavily against conservatives. So I, for you to take, for you to to carry water for the defense contractors and for the NSA and all these folks is really it's it's not becoming of you, right? You're fighting for the enemy now if that's what you're gonna do, and the fact that they the fact that you don't even entertain the idea that defense contractors might push for a conflict somewhere. That these defense contractors are not connected in any way at all with other corporations that will go in and pick up the pieces and restart their own little oligarchy there. You're, you're fooling yourself. You won't even entertain the idea that Dick Cheney might have had a connection to any of these oil companies. You don't think it's a coincidence that former generals go into the private, the private sector, which is the defense industry. They go work at Raytheon. Is it not a coincidence that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin worked for Raytheon, was on the board of Raytheon? Is that not a coincidence? Does that thought not, not ever enter your mind that there's a revolving door between the Pentagon and defense contractors? But, Joe, they don't start wars, okay? They don't. They simply don't. Is that, is that not—I mean, you look at the stock prices— over the last 30 years, 
of all these defense contractors. They've gone through the roof. Do you know what? Do you know whenever whenever Biden named Lloyd Austin as defense contractor? Do, do you know what started trending? Defense secretary. Yeah, sorry, sorry, defense secretary. Do you know what Raytheon? started trending? Buy dollar sign R A Y, which is which is the ticker sign for um, Raytheon. Yeah, buy Raytheon was literally trending on Twitter. Whenever they appointed him. So conservatives like Mark <laughs> Levin will rail against companies like Pfizer and all these other companies on how they're tied to Fauci and the, the medical and the, big tech, the big tech and how they're all connected with the, the lockdowns and the vax mandates. But don't you dare question what Raytheon's doing. Don't you dare question Boeing or Lockheed Martin or any of these companies or you know General Dynamics, whatever. Because they they're they're all on the up and up and they're they're here for our benefit. They're Joseph. They're protecting us. I'm still waiting for someone to actually give me a decent argument as to why Russia is our is our immediate enemy. Because you know the whole the whole domino theory. Um, I, I guess at some point it eventually leads to like a Red Dawn situation or like a D Day situation where they're just storming the beaches of you know like the of um, Florida. And Savannah and the in the um, Jersey Jersey Shore. I'm still I'm still waiting for that argument. Um, because 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 the thing is that like um, what I, I guess I guess what Mark um, never fully understands is that why are we flipping the bill for all these for all these loser countries? Mark Levin will go on the air and rail about how woke all of these European nations are and how much money they spend on social programs, which is he, which is which he, which, which I agree he is against. And so are we. And so are we to a large extent. These social programs, um, he will he will rail about them. But then, but then, be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that they're weak, so we have to flip the bill for their defense. Um, it's a, you know, what, what if he was like, you know, what you want to spend your money on paid daycare and paid maternity leave for all citizens? Fine, you gotta defend your own borders now. And by the by the way, um, I've poked the bear at Russia, and they might not be too happy with you. But I'm still waiting on a on a full legit argument that even if the worst case scenario happens, even if he takes over Ukraine and Kazakhstan, I, I still don't know what this has to do with the sovereignty of of American liberty and American freedom, which is what the military is supposed to be used for. Um, and furthering what I was saying earlier about how you know we act all surprised whenever Putin. Um, um, reacts in the way that he does. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a New York times article, I'll link. It just kind of goes over some of the U S sanctions that have been put on to put on Russia. Um, Russia has been heavily sanctioned for many, many years now. Um, and sanction sanctions are an act of war. Um, 100%, whenever you hold the economy and the citizens of an, of a, of a, of a nation hostage, um, that is the, that is an act of war. You know, it happened in Japan in 1940 or in late 30s, or early 1940s. Um, it happened um, whenever we, you know, did everything that we did to the Middle East. Um, sanctions, blockades, any sort of any sort of detriment, any sort of forced detriment and um, despair that is put onto an economy that negatively hurts citizens is an act of war. So what is Putin supposed to do whenever he sees these massive sanctions be put on? Welp, you know, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Welp, <laughs> what's a what was a it happens? Yeah, entropy or whatever. It yeah, is. just well, well, you know, crap happens. So I guess that's just how it is. 
maybe just maybe just maybe now i understand that a lot of the sanctions are focused on like um the um russian stock market and the russian um state banks and and, and russian government bonds but that affects like uh, <laughs> that affects a lot of people not just the rich people a lot of people have have investments into russian state banks and into the russian stock market so if you start messing with people's finances Yes, it's going to hurt rich people. It's going to hurt per people in Putin's circle. It's also going to hurt your everyday person that's just trying to save up and invest into the into, into Russian companies. It, it affects everybody. So whenever you attack them economically and then, you know, they're not nice to you, you know, you know, I only screw with I only screw with with the with with the Russian stock market and made everybody extra poor. I I don't know why Putin doesn't like me now. I don't I don't know how else to bring this down to the level of a third grader to explain this to people but you know America ha America hasn't done anything wrong what the political Mark class. Mark buddy you you went to the defense of Russia all during Trump's presidency and said that Russia wasn't our enemy and said that Russia's not attacking our democracy and then and then just because your guy didn't get reelected that all of a sudden they're this massive threat to us? You know what you know what you sound like? You sound like the Rachel Maddows of 2015, 2016. It's exactly what you sound like. And yes, if that offends you, I don't give a crap. They have completely flipped the script. If you go watch Mark Levin, if you go watch this clip and then you go turn on CNN, you don't see any difference. You see no difference whatsoever. So, Mark, you're sounding like the left. You've just, you have just, you just owned yourself. You are lockstep with the establishment. You are lockstep. Do you think that anybody in the government is downplaying this? And anybody, no, they're not. No one is downplaying this in the corporate press and in the mainstream and well, in. And in the, the um, like cathedral, no one's downplaying this. Well, there are people who are downplaying it. The, the president of Ukraine is downplaying yes, this. Yes, I have an article about that too. So here's the deal. So uh, just this past week, Biden gets on the gets on the, the gets on the horn and calls up the Ukrainian president, which I'm not catching. I pronounce his name because I'm not I, either. I, that Zel Zelensky, maybe Zelensky, uh, Zelensky, I guess. So Biden calls a Ukrainian president. Biden calls Ukrainian president to warn him that the Kiev could be sacked at any moment of a because of a Russian invasion. Now he's warning the Ukrainian president that he could be sacked and dragged out to the street and shot. The US president is. And then and then somehow CNN gets the gets the transcript because the the coverage was that oh this was a great phone call, no no big deal here, right? Well CNN gets the coverage or gets a transcript of the phone call, and they're all saying, well, it didn't really go that well. And then Zelensky was like, uh, well, uh, let's not create any panic over this. He, Zelensky tells the West, do not panic. That Calm it, down the messaging, he said. Yeah, Zelensky says, calm down the messaging. Um, is it the president of Ukraine isn't worried about this? There's one of two things. Either he's been co-opted by Russia, which is, okay, whatever, or there's nothing to worry about. He said, he said, as of today, there are no grounds to believe that 
grounds to believe that that Russia will invade, invade. That was the defense minister of um, Ukraine. It said, um, don't worry. He, he um, told Biden, don't worry, sleep well. No need to have your bags packed. So if, if, if the man... So Linsky that- said, he said, Linsky said, they should be the last to leave the sinking ship, and Ukraine is not the Titanic. Yeah. So you have you have the president who, look, if Russia was to invade and Russia was to annex um, the Ukraine, you know, Zelensky's died. Like, like he's not making it out of this. So if the threat was real and if he really felt that Russia was going to walk into his into his country. Um, you know, he might be a little bit panicked or he might be like, help me defend my country because I'm not going to survive Russia invading. Um, but you know, clearly, um, calm down the, the, uh, the messaging. He said he does not want to create any unwanted panic. You know, it's and also- Biden's like, well, why aren't you afraid? Be afraid. Come on, be afraid. <laughs> You know, it's also, Why aren't you afraid? I'm afraid. You know, it's also interesting. The NATO Secretary General, the uh, Jans uh, Zoltzberg, says that the uh, that it has no plans to send combat troops, NATO combat troops, into Ukraine in the event that it that it is invaded. So we're not we're not so 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 then what's all the hype about, Mark? Why are you believing all this hype? If the NATO's not going to send troops in, if President Zelensky says, "There's let's stop causing panic. Let's not let's stop pretending that what's going on here is something that's going to end the world." If the NATO says we're not going to defend them, then what then what are we doing? What are we doing in all of this? What's the point of all of this? Joe, stop hitting America. Stop it. See what's also interesting is that the U.S. and the European um, officials are unhappy with with President Zelensky. He's not afraid enough. You know what it is, Joe? He hates America. So European, uh, the U.S. and European officials told the Washington Post that that Zelensky's calls for calm and cause or for calm are a cause for concern. The U.S. and European unions are saying that the fact that this guy says "let's calm down" is a concern. So if anyone has any, so if 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 I'm President Zelensky and I'm hearing that Joe Biden says, well, the fact that this guy says we're calling, you know, for calm is a little concerning, or uh, the EU saying, well, this is concerning, then I'd be fearing for my life if I was President Zelensky, because you know what's going to happen if he keeps going down this road saying, maybe telling the truth about what's going on here that Russia's not going to invade, he's going to be taken out and installed with a new president. In Ukraine, one they'll be more favorable to the West in their stoking of fears. In the F, in the effort to get Russia to invade, so these defense contractors have another war to fight. So the EU has another war to fight. So the NATO has a has an excuse to move that much closer. To, sorry, so the NATO has an excuse to move that much closer to the doorstep of Russia. So, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Mark, this isn't that hard. Like, this really isn't that hard. If the president of Ukraine can see this, if I can see this, it isn't that big of a deal. And and later in the video, he goes to talk about people who are on the take from Russia or from China, these politicians that have been co-opted by Russia and China. Well, you know who who they all said that about? Uh, Were people that were defending Trump 
from the uh, alleged Russia collusion story, right? Anyone that came to Trump's defense was being paid by Russia. And they're still saying that about Tucker Carlson today because he is not up on the panic porn that is Russia-Ukraine. He is obviously on the take from Russia, from Putin. He hates America, Joe. Hates America. So it must be an awkward situation for the left to say that Mark is, you know, a Russian asset because, you know, he was he was pro-Trump, but now he's anti-Putin. It's like, well, where does he fall in all of this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's a he that's speaks a out of both blower. sides of his mouth when it comes to Russia. Well, they're not a problem. Well, they're they're a big problem. It's like, well, pick a side. Either they are or they're not. Now, I'm not going to play the video for the sake of time, but we will link to it. It's um. Tucker Carlson from a couple nights ago saying this is a slow motion disaster, explaining this whole situation about the phone call between Biden and Zelensky, um, all the neocons craving for another war, yeah. and everything. It's a great video. I will link to it. It's about 10 minutes. You should watch it. Yeah, I'm also going to link um, the, the the article from the um, president from Ukraine. I'll, I'll link the New York Times article about the U.S. sanctions. I'll also link um, Glenn Greenwald about an entire piece about neocons and kind of the language they use. Um, there's a very interesting um, quote that he cites in his article, which I think you, I think you, you got to pay to read this one. But like honestly, it's five bucks a month. Um, pay to read Glenn's stuff. It's it's, it's all good. Um, so this came from Adam Smith in, in the year 1776. So you know it's been a minute. Um, he quoted this out of The Wealth of Nations, which is a great book. Everyone, I think, should be required to read The Wealth of Nations. It's a, it's a wealth of knowledge. Mm. It's a wealth of mm. – it's some, some, it's some good things that um, Adam Smith has to say in there. Kind of sets the foundation for basically Western capitalism um, as a whole. But he says this – I think the Austrians would disagree with that, but go ahead. He says this in um, 1776. Keep in mind. Um, in great empires, the people who live in the capital and in the providence remote from the scene of action feel, and many of them scarce of the inconveniency from from the war, but enjoy at the ease the enjoy the amusement of reading in the newspapers the exploits of their own fleets and armies. To them, this amusement compensates the small difference between the taxes which they pay on account of the war and those which they f have been accustomed to pay in the time of peace. They are commonly dissatisfied with, with the return of peace, which puts an end to their amusement and to a thousand visionaries' hopes of conquest and nation glory from a longer continuancy of wa the war. Um, and then Glenn Greenwald has a great quote that this is from him. He says, um, neocons derive purpose, self-esteem, and arousal from watching other people's children fight and die in wars. Mark, that one's directed rightly to you. And folks, that is all I have to say on this. So, mic drop. Um, my solution to this is, okay, so if you want to do a war in, in Iran, Ukraine, whatever, then let's, let's have Congress propose a direct tax. A direct tax that will pay for all the for whatever it takes to do whatever it needs to be done in these wars. Let's have a direct tax that the, that the Congress will vote on, and every every week a portion of your paycheck will be garnished in order to pay for this war that you all love so much. We'll call it the American tax. We'll call it the they call it the patriotism tax. The patriot tax. There the you go. The patriot tax because if you don't support the war, you're, you're not, not a patriot. patriot. So. 
so Mark, I, I mean, let's do it. I mean, we, I, I am, uh, taxation is theft. I'm anti-taxation, but I mean, this might be a great way to, <laughs> to, to for people to say, you know what? Maybe not. If I have to directly pay for it, then eh, maybe it's not that important. Yeah, um, no one feels that way important. Um, but yeah, that, um, that about, I think, I think that is going to wrap this episode up guys. And a nice, neat little bow. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon link in the description. Five bucks a month gets you early access to all the videos. And if you, if you subscribe now, you can check out our brand new music only episode, two hours talking about rock music. Um, and we do a big a big um, top 50 list of songs. So go check that out if you like hearing our opinions on music. Um, which, mean, why wouldn't you? Because which we're I guess, crazy. Because, look, honestly, honestly, ask yourself. I mean, our opinions on music are better than you're going to find anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that is going to be exclusive to Patreon until Sunday. So if you want to listen to that, check that one out. Um, also, you can buy a T-shirt at our Teespring store. That'll be found in the description of this podcast below. Um, if you want to subscribe to my Substack, LibertyOverdrive.substack.com, I've got a new article about the war on drugs and the Fantastic 50th piece. anniversary on it. So check that out. That's another full-length article. I'm working on a album article at the moment so be looking for that one by the end of the week i'm trying to put a lot of thought and 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 love especially into the music ones so um and then i've got actually just got a recently got a new vinyl record in the mail that i forgot i ordered way back in like october and it just finally got here um it was kind of a pre-release kind of thing but i'll be talking about that record as well in the next coming weeks so the the substacks have slowed down a little bit because of school so I do apologize for that, but you know, fortunately, um, being scammed comes first. So, <laughs> um, but the Substack is pretty cool, and it's um, the only way to 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 get a touch of my of my writings. So as of yesterday, um, I have filed. You, you can't outright delete. So I, I had to file for deletion of all of my social media accounts besides Twitter. Twitter will be the only one that will still exist, um, mainly because. Needing to use Twitter to pull um to pull articles or to pull tweets is pretty hard without an account. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the only reason why I still have an account is because if I need to use a social media site for the show, it'll be Twitter. So that's the reason why I have Twitter. But Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat are all scheduled for deletion. They will be deleted March first. There's like a thirty day period where they slowly start taking content off the site. So I don't know what my accounts look like right now. I, f- I filed it yesterday to be for, for deletion. So if you're looking for the um, podcast episodes, you're looking for the sub stacks, you're not going to find them on my non-existent accounts anymore. So be sure to um, look best. I keep preaching this best way to stay in the loop of the show is to follow the show on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, be sure to leave us a, a, a rating on those sites if you if you use them that really helps us out a lot and um get on the email list for my Substack as well so that's the best way to, the all the articles are sent right to your email so you really it's pretty hard to miss you can't, um, go, you can't go wrong nope and also we're switching over emails slowly but surely um to a proton mail completely end-to-end encryption there because i am um, 
watched a bit of highlights of the Robert Epstein, Joe Rogan podcast. Um, it scares you a little bit, just how much Google knows. So I'm doing my, doing the best, as fast as I can get stuff off of Google is what I'm trying to do now. Um, having an Android phone does not make that any easier because, um, you know, it's a basically a Google operating system is what I'm using. So I'm doing my best to try to get us away from, away from big tech as much as possible. Uh, it's not always easy. Um, this day and age, especially if you want to be connected on the internet, it's pretty hard not to have some footprint. Um, but but moving to to uh, Proton Mail at least keeps all my emails encrypted, and you know you can't no company can look into my email account. And um, you know, getting off of Google Chrome too also helps. But well, I also just like switching uh, web browsers to Brave, not being constantly bombarded by advertisements is always nice as well. Yeah, um, Brave's a bit of, bit of a learning curve. Just just using the search engine aspect of it because um, it doesn't give you as many su- many like um, suggestions as Google Chrome does. So if you need to find something and you're not sure how to either spell it or not sure exactly what you're looking for, it's not going to be the most um, helpful. But that comes from a, 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 a search engine that's not tracking you. So, you know, that's a give and take you're going to have to be willing to get off of. So, but yeah, I'm getting off of completely social media in general. Like I never used the accounts and I had no plans to ever go back to them. So I'm like, why are they still here? Um, There's no point of having my information out there in the public. I mean, obviously um, Facebook has got all my stuff. Like I've just, I've just accepted the fact that Facebook's going to know all that about me and I can't do it. I can't do anything about it at this point because they own that information forever. Um, But you know, that doesn't mean anybody else has to know about it too. So yeah, that's in the works for the show. That's in the works for this week. Um, we'll see you guys on Friday. Joe, you got anything, any any final um, words of encouragement and wisdom for our humble troops? Uh, no. Other than don't watch the corporate press, listen to this show right here. You, you got any, you got any, like any like little phrase, like a JFK quote or something? Uh, I can't think of anything. Do not moment. pray for, for easy lives, my friends. Pray to be stronger men. There you go. Why was that a Sean Connery? <laughs> Pray for stronger lives, my friends. Because he could have very easily have said that. I, he probably he probably could have said that on The Rock. I believe a nation should commit itself to going <laughs> to the moon. Not because they are easy, because they are hard. Before, before this decade is out? Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Because it's hard. Yeah. You get to sound like, a, like an old like drunk like sea dog. <laughs> Sea dog. Yeah, like you know, like 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 you know, like like a sailor, a sea dog. That's that's, that's, that's that's what sailors are called. Okay, I didn't know that, but whatever. That's what they're called. They're called the old, the old scurvy scavywag. Whatever. Okay, that that's guys. Took a weird thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week. <laughs> about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.